Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the very first episode of Chillin' with Dumpling, a place where we can talk about anything and everything. And basically, it's a place where we share our experiences, express our opinions, and just vent about anything that we want to. This is your host, Ronnie Bill. So, let's get started. The very first guest of the episode is a very good friend of mine. His name is Victor NG. I'm going to pass it over to him and he can introduce himself to you guys. Hello, everyone. My name is Victor. And as Ronnie introduced me, yes, I'm one of his uh, good friends. Some could even say his best uh, friend there, but hey, we won't put labels on things. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for this for this podcast, this very first episode. So thanks for having me, Ronnie. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, dude. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap! We're off to a good start, everybody. We're off to a good start. So, um, so a little bit about how Victor and I met. You know, so I think it was in our first year of uni. So that would have been twenty two thousand and. 2012 so look at that we've known each other for nearly nine years now crazy stuff so i think the first time i met him was at um uc korea wasn't it the korean club korean club yeah and we both were wanting to join the k-pop dance team you know and i'm not gonna lie the first time i met you victor i thought you were pretty cool thought you were pretty cool dude with your wow your rat's tail if i remember correctly and your cap and that blue blue kind of cardigan was it uh can't quite remember the cardi however yes i can remember that uh, filthy filthy rat's tail and uh and the, and definitely the cap the cap was probably most iconic thing about me back then that's true you know every time i saw you it's always a different kind of cap right Correct. Yeah, yeah. You know those, uh, those like, um, what is it called? Like Alibaba. I ordered a bunch of hats from like a cheap hat that said they were mad quality, and then they turned up and they were like pretty trash. But I still wore them anyway. You know, I've got to rock it. You know, like uni students. You know, we're poor. We'll take what we can get, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So your K-pop dance. I mean, what was that all about? You know. So that was a pretty big kind of dark time in my life. I would say dark dude no no i can i clearly have videos of you having fun <laughs> oh, let, let's keep those videos hidden eh What's can we up? cut to a video right now dude <laughs> oh maybe later right maybe when we get a bit more famous you know <laughs> get to that you know 1000 listener we'll, we'll, oh yeah <laughs> 1000 listener special you know how it yeah, is yeah 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 it was a good time you know um dancing every saturday just getting to know everybody else yeah, and I think from that, we built a pretty special bond. I mean, I kind of introduced him to um, Yu-Gi-Oh! as well, I think. Or... <laughs> I don't remember how we got into it. Yeah, actually, now that I think about it, yeah, I'm not too sure either. I think it was Mark, another friend of ours, and James. So talking yeah. about Yu-Gi-Oh! cards and then... Who who took the very first plunge? I think it was James. I think it was James. Mm. And that was a pretty bad like. I mean, it was it was a good, it was fun times, but very costly, I'd say. Money doesn't matter. It's a good time. 
it was a good time. <laughs> I mean, like, if we didn't spend so much money on cards, you know. <laughs> what? Right, we could have been what rolling. What have we done? We could have been rolling in it, you know. Game stock, man. We, we would have been <laughs> rolling in it. Well, it's not too late, dude. Not, you can still have diamond hands. That's true. Hand, that's true. But late. we're gonna have to wait until uh, the morning, right? Before we can start that's buying. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. So the reason why I brought Victor on to this episode is because we got pretty similar backgrounds. We were both born and raised in New Zealand. So Victor was born and raised in Napier. Was that correct? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 sorry. New Plymouth. Apologies. New Plymouth. That's right. Wow. So, it started with wow. N, okay? So the, I was like half correct, half correct. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> New Plymouth. And I was born and raised in Christchurch. And both our parents immigrated to New Zealand. So my parents are from Taiwan, while Victor's parents are from Hong Kong. Don't get this one wrong. <laughs> Hong Kong, yeah. So, you know, we both grew up speaking English. Uh, we both grew up going to a predominantly white school and having a lot of white friends. Well, me anyway, I'm not too sure about Victor and his kind of early days. Yep, no, you're, you're absolutely right. <clears throat> yeah, so I kind of want to talk about uh, experiences growing up in kind of English-speaking country and kind of like the expectations of our parents. You know, they decided to leave their countries, immigrate to a new country, start a new life, and bring up their kids here, you know? So I suppose my first question for you, Victor, is how did you feel? Like, did you ever feel different to others? Uh, did you ever face any racism or anything like that? Honestly, growing up, it was great. I loved, really cherished my childhood. Okay. I know that when I was in New Plymouth, uh, when, I was, when I was younger, my parents told me that I had, did get bullied in my first couple years of primary school down there. However, I don't actually have any recollection at all. However, apparently it had escalated to the point where they did have to come in and take me out of school. Oh, okay. Let's... Okay, I don't, yeah. Th yeah, I don't think I, I ever had it that bad, but damn, okay. Uh, yeah, I can't remember any of it though. So call it uh, blocking a traumatic experience or me just having a goldfish memory one of the two hey apparently it happened but um not really but then when we moved to auckland uh, i moved to auckland when i was uh, i believe i was around six years old there i moved to a new school a whole new different environment uh, and it was it was great i mean I, I really loved primary school it was a great experience uh definitely had some of the best teachers i believe at the time i made a lot of friends as well intermediate was great high school was great and then, um, yeah, I don't believe after that I actually experienced any anything different there. I, I didn't really feel out of place. Uh, I think perhaps coming to Auckland where it's a lot bigger, there's much larger communities of, uh, I don't want to say minorities, but uh, it's more diverse than mm. a small, small place like New Plymouth. So I, I believe everything was more accepting or everyone was more accepting of different cultures and uh it worked out really well cool then because you said you moved from new plymouth to auckland can i ask you the reason why your parents decided to go to auckland yeah it's uh for my dad's job so he kind of works in the it space i'm not too 
sure i believe it's something around networking or something along those lines he was working at the new plymouth hospital uh, as some it person however he ended up being made redundant and so he had to look for jobs elsewhere and uh, yeah he eventually found a job in sky city and this is something that i actually didn't know but that i found out is that when my dad started the job he actually would drive to auckland every day oh wow and how long's that trip from new plymouth to auckland? that's a five hour drive i'm not gonna lie your dad is committed so what time would he wake up then if it's that i'm not too sure however he would have to wake up hella early i it might not be every day he might actually have stayed up here uh stayed up in auckland mm. perhaps for a couple of days then came back down uh, that's probably in my head now it's more likely because 10 hours out of your day that's how long you go to sleep for and so you would definitely not have enough time to mm. do that mm. um so it makes more sense that he kind of stayed up here for a bit and then came back down but um yeah, we were, apparently we were still living in New Plymouth and he was doing that massive commute from time to time. And so it only made sense to my parents to say, hey, we're going to pick ourselves up and, and move to Auckland. Not bad, gee, not bad. I don't know, I think, I suppose my dad, my mum and dad would be a little bit different then, you know. They, oh, how, was, how was yours? I mean, they moved, they came to New Zealand around, I think it was either 1991 or 1992 with my brother. And they decided to settle in Christchurch, and they've been there ever since, really. My, my dad, the reason why he came to New Zealand is because he wanted to start his own business, okay? So right now, he has his own business, and it's all about exporting deer velvet. Which is a little strange when you hear about it, but honestly, there is a pretty big market in China, Taiwan, and South Korea at the moment. Yeah, so he started his own business, and he's been doing that ever since, really. So, yeah, but my life... I went to Middleton Grange School uh, from year zero to year 13. So That's crazy, man. Yeah. I can't imagine doing that. I had the whole primary, intermediate, high school experience. Yeah, I know. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. Now that I think about it, my dad, he gave me the option to go to Burnside. So it's this up. And like back then, I, don't, I understand why I did it. You know, I didn't want to leave my friends... Um, it was a new school. I was most likely I was kind of get picked on. I, I'm not too sure, but mm. it's just something I didn't want to go through. But then looking back at it now, I'm just thinking like, damn, I have so many friends from Burnside. So why didn't I just go in the beginning? You know, how did you have many friends at Burnside when you were at Middleton all this time? Sorry, sorry, I should like correct that. So I made a lot of friends during uni uh, that came from Burnside. So, ah yeah yeah so okay. i think you should know you should know one of them i think her name is michelle Wu. Ah, uh, yes yes i i know that person yeah <laughs> so how do you know <laughs> that person <laughs> <laughs> well uh i believe i had dated a michelle Wu once <laughs> i believe that's how i would know her well whoa, whoa, whoa. let's not get defensive man just chill bro chill whoa whoa i'm spitting out the facts dude yeah <laughs> no no i'm just hitting you like <laughs> i'm throwing you under the bus no no apologies pop, pop. apologies cut that out asap <laughs> cut that out i'll edit that out <laughs> but yeah so anyway so similar background so he victor grew up in the north island i grew up in the south island but we met um 
in the South Island at University of Canterbury, okay? But that's not really what I want to focus on. It's more about that background, okay? So, Victor, you didn't really experience too much discrimination, which is awesome. Um, I, on the, other hand, on the other hand, experienced a bit, but I wouldn't say it was as bad as what you had said about um, you getting caught up. Yeah, yeah, and all of that kind of jazz, so... Mm-hmm. What, uh, would this discrimination happen in a certain year frame, such as year 9, year 10, or was it evident throughout your whole time at Middleton? I would say it, start, it started throughout, like, since I started at Middleton, I would say. So, you know, when I was um, at school, kids, like, kind of Kiwi kids wouldn't want to play with me, so I was kind of left with this South Korean kid and this Chinese kid to like kind of hang out with you know they, they were fine they were pretty cool and then when I grew up to like let's say middle school um, then it got a little bit more kind of noticeable I'd say you know you get like kind of older kids kind of calling you names and whatnot, telling you to go back home but it's just kind of weird because you're born and raised here so if they tell you to go home it's just like well I am home like what, what do you expect where do you expect me to go Mm-hmm. yeah but honestly like um it wasn't too bad to be honest it wasn't too bad like most of my friends they backed me up so it was completely fine and usually um the people that bullied me uh, they were like pretty big losers anyway you know how it is dude yeah <laughs> uh when did things kind of start changing for you was, was there a kind of turning point where you're like, oh, I, I'm, I'm part of the, the cool kids now, or, you know, people aren't actually calling me names anymore? I mean, like, I suppose it, was st- it started from year five, year six, I think it was. So I, wow, that's quite early then. Yeah, so I was probably like 11, 12. Started hanging mm-hmm. out with kind of like cooler white, uh, kind of cooler white kids. You know, I started getting my street cred up, you know, my rep you know oh were you known for anything because i i know that when i was in primary the way that i made friends was i was kind of i suppose naturally athletic as a kid <laughs> and every lunchtime we'd play soccer yeah and or, or football for those of you who are offended about that and it would always be a good time and i always would perform in a way that would make me seem quite cool and, and then that's how i believe that I gained a bit of popularity um, to, to be accepted into the pack, you know. But was there anything that you did or you, you force yourself to do to stand out or nothing really, you didn't do anything differently? I mean, like, I don't think I did anything. I mean, I played rugby when I was year nine and mm-hmm. I wasn't really good at the sport, you know. I think I did it just because I wanted to fit in with Kiwi kids, you know, because rugby is like our national sport. Mm. every kid wants to play that so i just think wow. yeah so i just thought hey let's do this give it a go and i absolutely sucked at rugby i was atrocious i'm pretty sure i got tackled like so many times like i was bruised all over when you say you played rugby was this proper first 15 or was this more just hey we're playing rugby at lunch well i don't think it was um i played for the school team 
Um, but I had no idea for I honestly I don't even know the terms in rugby. Like you said, first fifteen, Victor. I have no idea what the hell that means to be honest. Just like the the A team of your school. No, I was in the B team. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah, no, no, that that uh, that makes sense. Second fifteen. That's uh, still still good. Yeah, I mean, like it didn't help the fact that I was pretty chubby back when I was younger. So oh, you you were a prop. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how it is, dude. Scrums, dude. I was like in the thick of it, dude. I was like, bro. Not bad. I, I honestly can't imagine you doing that now, but uh, hey. Yeah. Nah, but like honestly, I honestly don't know where I got this kind of how I fitted in with like the cool kids, you know. Just one day mm. I sort of hang out with them and bam, you know, look at me now. I'm like, I'm in the, the click, one of those clicks in school. Interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I, th- I suppose like once you get to high school, though, it's a little bit different. So was there anything that changed for you when you went to high school, Victor? Uh, high school, I was kind of in some some phase you know how you have friends at primary and then you kind of have them in an intermediate but because you're not put in the same classes or in the same uh, i guess parts of the school just because intermediates are so much bigger than primary you don't really get the chance to interact with each other mm, yeah. so and naturally i believe you kind of uh, fade away and uh eventually not become strangers but more becoming uh, sorry changing from friends to acquaintances and so at year nine that was pretty much where i was at where i still knew these people they were still considered i guess uh, friends at the time but um, i didn't really go ahead and make the effort to, to hang out with them and i really got more familiar with the people in my class uh in my in my different classes because that was more of a recurring theme where i would see these people every day right and so naturally i would make friendships with these guys and and gain gain uh yeah and get close to with these with these guys more um and so yeah in in year nine uh i got close with the yeah with these with these bunch of people we just kind of uh it was really a, a fun time in class. We just kind of beamed around, um, but uh, back then I was uh, I was a bit of a scholar anyway, so I, I tried <laughs> to pack down and, and do my work. But um, the, I, I do attribute uh, a bit of uh, a bit of popularity, I suppose, to to also like like uh, like yourself. Actually, it was rugby, oh, and again, yeah. I refer back to my uh, a bit of an athletic background, but I was known at uh in high school as a kid as the the small quick asian dude you know oh uh, yeah like you know once i grab the ball i'm, I'm just stepping everyone I'm, I'm stepping everyone i'm evading tackles and I'm, I'm just scoring and um yeah and and i believe from that there i gained a bit of popularity um which i i suppose that uh, i rode that throughout throughout my high school i mean not bad actually but i'm complete opposite actually so you said that how a lot of your friends became acquaintances and you just started hanging out more with the people that you were in class with Mm -hmm. that was completely different with me i i 
the friends that I made when I was younger, I'm still friends with them now, and it just kind of continued on, I suppose. But, well, I mean, that like, makes sense, doesn't it? Because you're in the same <clears> school. I mean, that's true. And I think also it was more at lunchtime, whether or not we were in the same, you know, form room or not, we would always still hang out together. So mm. I suppose there's that. But Sure. I, I think that's much easier, right, to do, just because nothing really changes you're still in the same vicinity you're still familiar <clears throat> with the surroundings is that yeah. you can always set this kind of time and place to meet up and you all will kind of be there mm -hmm. and i think that's that would have played a major part in uh, in keeping that friendships yeah interesting interesting i mean do you still keep in contact with uh, your friends from high school high school a few. a few definitely a few yes i can't say all of them uh, because you know some have gone overseas some uh, are really just kind of doing their own thing or um yeah just different walks different we chose different paths i suppose um especially for me as well because i left auckland after high school to go to university of canterbury as well so that's a further uh, segregation from from these guys mm. Where's, so it yeah. makes it even harder as well that's true okay so <clears throat> now i want to talk about our parents now okay so like quick question do your parents speak fluent english yes they do they do okay so, so you would say they have a pretty like a kiwi accent or not to the kiwi accent uh to that extent but it's not like you'd listen to them and think that they're Chinese. Oh, maybe I am saying that they have, uh, they, they can speak, they can speak clearly, they can speak fluently, and it's kind of like that they're not Chinese. Like if you only heard their voice, you might not think that they're Chinese. Mm. Maybe my dad, my mum, not so much. Okay interesting because that's pretty different from my parents my dad still has that kind of i wouldn't say heavy chinese accent but i wouldn't say he has a kiwi accent you know so it's kind of in that in between and i wouldn't say he has fluent english i mean he can communicate fine but you know you're always going to hear those like kind of grammatical mistakes you know the wrong use of vocabulary or whatnot <clears throat> is he one of those dads that go like oh oh Oh, oh, I mean, you're not wrong. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deny that fact. You know, like, mm -hmm, yeah. So, so because your parents immigrated to New Zealand, do they have that kind of, I would say, this Asian mentality? You know, where they expect you to, you know, become either a doctor, accountant, or lawyer, or whatever, and they expect you to kind of like meet their expectations uh definitely definitely uh i while growing up i did feel this uh, this kind of pressure to perform and in hindsight now it wasn't as bad as other asian kids had it so i should <clears throat> feel very grateful but at that time yes i did 
feel a kind of need to conform kind mm. of uh, yeah i mean did they do they also put a heavy emphasis on kind of studying or were they kind of like okay you do whatever you want after school no no definitely studying uh my dad would be the type of person who would create a boundary and say hey after school you'd come home and don't watch tv all right i want you to start studying and do your mm. homework after you get uh, back from school and being me being a bit rebellious of course you know growing up uh, going through adolescence i would always watch tv when coming home and one of the one of the smartest things my dad has has done right he would come home i would see his car come and i'd quickly turn off the tv jump into my room get the books out and start to uh, i suppose fake study yeah but my dad would come home he'd look at me in the room glance at me and and think everything's all right but then he what he does was he put his hand on the tv oh. right. he put his hands on the tv and naturally when an electrical device is being used it heats up and then and so he beats your ass <laughs> <laughs> no 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 i honestly i do not recall being getting hit from my parents by my parents oh okay i mean i'm i'm in the same boat actually i don't think my parents ever hit me if, if they did they did a really good job because i can't remember it but <laughs> um but yeah I, I i don't remember them so uh, he would just kind of uh start to lecture me mm. and honestly lectures were back then were so annoying but they were the most annoying things because all i would be doing is nodding my head saying yes okay all right and then them going away and nothing kind of really changes i mean i get they're trying to teach me a lesson but um you know i'm a i'm a growing kid so it didn't really stick fair enough you know fair enough so when you graduated high school and you're going to uni did your dad or mum kind of tell you what to study or did they give you they leave that option up to you or that decision i should say no uh they didn't tell me what to study as such all they told me to do was go to university because after high school i really wanted to take a gap year uh, I, I did have a restaurant job at the time waiting tables and, and doing a kitchen hand so my kind of plan was to take a year out uh, after high school just work for a bit gain some money and really think about what i wanted to study because at that point i'm still some confused kid who uh, just kind of scraped through high school mm. and yeah that was my plan however my parents were very very adamant on me going to undertake tertiary education mm. when i say very i mean they really wanted me uh to go there working taking a gap year was not an option to them ah okay so, okay so i want to yeah. go back you said that you were 
you scraped by high school. Was mm -hmm. that correct? And yet, before you said you were a scholar, so you're contradicting yes. yourself here. No, no. Uh, I, I said a scholar when I was in year nine. Ah, year nine. So what happened, Victor? What what happened to you? You know, what made you go from a scholar to <laughs> scraping by? <laughs> Honestly, dude, I was a scholar. Like in primary, I got the top principals award in the whole school. Uh, and intermediate, my grades were really good. Uh, I was top of the class, kind of thing. But year what nine, happened, man? What happened? What happened? I believe it was. It was probably the friends that I've met, but also the way my parents tried to raise me is that I wanted to rebel. I see, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Because when you try and contain something and try and give orders to someone, to a kid like that, I feel like naturally unless there's some screwed up shit going on uh, i don't know if i'm allowed to swear on this or not so you are you are uh, you are okay, good. Good. um yeah you, you, this this uh this box is not going to fit in this circle kind of deal hmm. yeah and so definitely making certain types of friends uh, influences how you grow up as well if you make friends with a lot of scholars then hey i guess your thing to do on a weekend is study together if you make friends with uh you know with other people that you naturally do other things and so um yeah i strayed away from these kind of rugby people in year nine oh sorry uh after year nine so in the kind of in the middle of year 10 ish and i started hanging out with a different group of guys um who were definitely great people great friends um but we i suppose a few had different priorities and um i don't regret meeting them because yeah they were a really great uh, it was a really great time back then but mm. yeah i think a big factor is the friends and people you meet as well true true okay yeah, interesting. I mean, like, then how would you... What type of friend am I, then? What type of friend are you? Yeah. Was I one of well, those friends that made you want to study hard? <laughs> oh, definitely not. Definitely <laughs> not. I mean, I mean you, you were, like, the model student. In terms of looking at your academic progress, you, <laughs> you kind of did everything by the book, right? I mean, I suppose, you know, like went to uni graduated mm -hmm. within like the minimum amount of time correct yeah but yeah. i mean i don't think my grades um kind of reflected well though um i mean my second year was pretty bad it kind of brought my gpa down to from a i think it was a i think it was a, from a b plus or a minus to maybe a c i think it was hmm <laughs> You know. sure 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 at least you don't have a negative gpa you got that going for you yeah true true <laughs> <laughs> honestly at that point when i went to uni i was like i was too far gone down to like i didn't really want to go to uni to study that wasn't my my true goal right because i was kind of forced in this scenario mm. 
yeah i just chose computer science because yeah i i liked playing computer games <laughs> and so that's pretty much the whole logic of why i chose computer science to major in in my first in my first year um but again my priority then wasn't really to get a degree it was more just to experience life okay but i mean like in the end you did get your degree uh, which is always a good thing and mm -hmm. i don't know like if if you could go back in time before you started uni would you change anything no nothing definitely not would not change a thing i cherish those memories that i've made and uh i feel like i'm a better person because of it interesting interesting so you you you'd still choose computer science you'd still kind of like give up or change majors to like a com something completely different you'd still do yeah. that okay interesting yeah. i'm not really concerned in terms of financially i know that you know new zealand has a great uh great academic program with the whole student loans with zero interest type things so uh, i don't really think about that and i've never never have thought about that i'll just get a job and pay it back and that's that but mm. um there is kind of one thing i do i do sometimes think back and go oh i could have done that differently and uh, it's the type of thing that i feel like makes me a, a bad person uh, even today and what is that, Victor? Oh, damn, we're going deep. We're going deep. <laughs> it's ghosting people. Okay. Have you have you ever ghosted someone? Um, I mean, you'd have to be close with them first, right, to then ghost them. Um, Correct. Correct. It's not like someone random messaged you and you don't want to talk to them. No, I don't think so. I think I have, I don't know, I have that kind of, that kind of problem where I want to like, I want everybody to like me, you know what I mean? Like, so I always try to kind of message or reply back to people anyway, but mm. I suppose as I grew up, I kind of got worse and worse at replying back to people, but I, it's not like I necessarily ghosted them. It was more like I just took a very long time to reply. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yep. so no. I'll, to answer your question, no, I've never ghosted anybody. Mm. Yeah, that's very noble. Very noble. I wouldn't say noble. That's more. I was just scared, man. I wanted to make friends at uni. You know, I was pretty awkward in my first year, so making friends mm. is always kind of the best option. Or trying to know keeping friends, I would say, was the best option, whether or not you liked them wow yeah but uh back to you you said you ghosted somebody who was it victor no it wasn't some it was, it was more like a group of people <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it wasn't really just the one person and who um, was that group victor was it was uh this would be specifically my uh as as i was growing up my mother and oh uh, yeah my mother was what is very strong in her christian beliefs mm, yes therefore yes. i would go to church every sunday and yeah growing up going to church every sunday naturally you grow closer to 
other kids and these are kids kind of just like you right their parents are taking them to church and you're literally kind of in the same scenario as them you know growing up um oh, and I, I suppose it's quite important to know that this was a uh cantonese church as well uh, okay yep yeah yeah so it wasn't full of white kids it was full of asians and so these are p- kind of people who kind of know what you've experienced because they're going through it too and did i make close friendships with with people there yes i, I did i did but as soon as I kind of moved to Christchurch, uh, I, I honestly don't know why, although in saying that, maybe I do, but I just didn't keep in touch. I would perhaps receive a message and have, make no effort to reply. Okay, but was that... So you, you actively like made the effort to not reply actively made the effort to not reply yes i suppose you could say that okay interesting i mean like no no sorry Ah, no 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 carry on okay i mean right now would you message him now then and like try to kind of you know reignite that friendship honestly i feel kind of I don't want to say like dirty, uh, but you know, it's, it's this kind of feeling that I don't deserve to be their friend anymore. I suppose you, your your thought process is that you're doing it for yourself, not doing it because you want to talk to them, but more because you know, oh, you want to seem like the good guy that you're trying to, you know, make contact with him again or whatever. I've never thought of it in that way. Oh, really? Okay. It's more... uh, It's like, they're probably better off without (laughs) me. You're not wrong, dude. You're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because, yeah, like, thinking about it, it's... Ghosting people is, is very rude. It's like... It's... Yeah, it's, it's quite, it's quite mean. But I mean, like, I'm sure people have done it to you, and I'm sure people have done it to me as well. It's just, I suppose it's just, I don't know, it's pretty common nowadays, I'd say. Mm, it doesn't make it any any better, right? I mean, true, it doesn't, but I think people are just getting so used to it that it's just like, ah, oh, I ghosted somebody, okay. But like you said, yeah, it doesn't make it any better interesting interesting so what were we talking about (laughs) (laughs) similar backgrounds but then we went on to talk about university university yes um how did i get on to ghosting people oh oh no no because i asked you what would you change anything if you went oh yes go back in time would you change anything yes 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 yeah but i mean was that so that was during uni where you kind of stopped well, sorry where you kind of started ghosting your friends from that Cantonese church mm-hmm. Great. damn dude that's pretty rough <laughs> I, I mean actually mind you I, I oh actually wait no this is kind of a little bit different because I did have some really good friends when I was younger I think his name is like mm-hmm. Craig 
Daniels. Oh, name dropping. Well, okay. okay. If I remember correctly, it should be Craig Daniels. I used to be like good friends with him when I was like young, young. And then mm-hmm. we lived in the same neighborhood as well, but I think we just kind of drifted apart. We, I mean, we didn't, we didn't go to the same school at all. So, oh, then again, I wouldn't say that's ghosting. Actually, I think that's that's just kids growing up and just kind of drifting apart. It, it's with any type of relationship. When I say relationship, I don't mean like uh, going out or anything, but it's more, you know. If, uh, interpersonal relationships mm. perhaps it's, it's a better uh, way to frame it yeah. someone oh sorry it's a two way street it's a two way street so these two people need to make effort in order to keep this interpersonal relationship mm, that's true and so if, yeah, if someone perhaps puts in less effort that affects the other's effort and then it eventually just dies Mm. okay that's interesting okay victor i'm gonna throw you some random questions now okay just kind of say whatever uh comes to your mind when you yeah so first question uh uh shit was a question i had in my mind but i lost it uh (laughs) Oh no! What's like the, your most significant, kind of like most memorable experience at uni? Memorable experience at uni. Yeah. Memorable experience. <laughs> hmm. Memorable. I don't think I could choose one like the most memorable it's quite hard there's nothing that really stands out i think a a very good memory that um i guess that came up to my mind was the uh the mt the uc the cosa mt was it what is mt simple membership training it's like yeah yeah something like that oh yes yes the camp yes oh god Mm. yes that was Mm -hmm. that was Mm -hmm. that was a good time i i remember that as well i think yeah yeah that was that was a great time and that was probably the first type of uh overnight thing that that i did that well yeah yeah no no i agree with you i think that was the first yeah the first one when at uni anyway correct yes yes i just Um, I just remember from that because as I mean like we were both committee members mm. and we had some responsibilities and I remember that you had to take up all the equipment with Viv mm-hmm. and then I had to take a bunch of like kind of people mm-hmm. and I just remember that I was stuck with all the, like, the non-Koreans just like the white guys <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like am, am I a joke to you like what the, I mean what the hell whoa, whoa, whoa. what are you trying to say dude what, what are you trying Bro, back then I was, you know, let's just say I was a pest, okay? I just wanted to meet some Korean girls, or just any girls in general, but they stuck me with the the, the white dudes, and I'm like, yo, man, I did not <laughs> sign up for this. <laughs> I mean, no, but, but yeah, look, looking back, it was it's um it's one of the memorable things that I've done. I agree with you. That was pretty fun. I think for me, there was one memory that I've kind of looked back at 
looked back at and I keep laughing about it. And I think it was when I was driving to your your apartment. So this is when you were living at Island Apartments and mm -hmm. you were on your penny board in front of my car. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know I don't know I can't remember the reason why, but I think you either went over a speed bump or you kind of skated over this rock and you fell over, <laughs> sprawled on the ground, and I'm just right behind you driving. <laughs> <laughs> you just sprawled on the ground and you fucking look back at me. <laughs> and I just started laughing. I could not help myself. I, th I think that's like one of the funniest memories for me anyway. Whoa, like, whoa, why are you gonna flame me like this, dude? Why are you gonna roast me? I think that's the funniest thing ever. Ah, oh, that was that was not bad. That wasn't yeah. bad at all. And then no, and then another one. Sorry, sorry. I'm gonna throw you under the bus again. And then the other one was when mm. it was our second year of uni. You know, we wanted to go drinking. We went. We we're going to a party, mm. and we were pre-drinking at your apartment again. Yeah. And you wanted to act tough, so you got a bottle of soju. And he tried to scold <laughs> that soju. <laughs> but straight up. Yeah, thinking back then, it's like, Victor, what are you up to? What are you up to? You know that's the original soju, and you definitely have not built up tolerance to that shit. <laughs> you just vomited, you just went out the balcony, vomited everything out. No. Oh. No, no, but I think it was great times. I think during that second year, I think like the amount of times we went drinking was like was ridiculous you know i think my grades went down really bad because of that constant drinking every weekend second yeah honestly second year was very fun because I, I think that was when we started to kind of get really close you know what i mean because i think first year we we knew each other we said hi to each other mm -hmm. but it's when you started flatting with like another with friend yeah with james that's when we started all kind of hanging out and then Mark came along as well and us four just started kind of... Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that was all by chance too. Yeah, it I was. Actually, it was. The, I signed up to Island Apartments just uh, as, you know, put me in a flat with some random people and yeah. all together. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then I yeah, Jimmy telling me, he's like, oh, I'm flame with a guy called Victor. I'm like, oh, shit, dude. I know Victor. Is it da 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 He's like, yeah. I was like, damn. Coincidence, man. Or was yeah, it fate? I, I, I don't know. I do recall uh, coming out of my room. This was the very early days in the second year when I kind of just moved in. And I was coming out of my room and I see you, uh, Mark, and James in my living room, in our, in our living room. And you're playing uh, Bayonetta on PS3 or PS... Well, yeah, I no, 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 I think well, not Bayonetta. I think it was Devil May Cry, the DMC. Oh, was... okay, yeah, Some, a, a game like that, and you were yeah, just yeah. like, whoa, whoa, and I was just I like, remember, oh, yes. okay. Yeah. okay, but I, I think I did sit down and watch. You did, you um, did. I did remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, the, I think, yeah. The second year feels a lot of good times. Actually, I think a lot of like parties at your island apartment. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was good times, man. I think. Yeah definitely yeah made a lot of met a lot of different people as well so that was kind of mm. funny i think i mean i, I there's one person you know that we met long i think long is such a character i don't uh, think yes. i don't think i'll ever meet anybody that's like 
that's as similar. I mean, as weird and eccentric as Long. You know, he's mm. fantastic, mm-hmm. one of a kind. Correct. And he's he's one of the people that I don't talk to anymore. Well, I mean, it's quite tough, right? I mean, you you weren't really in contact with him. You'd only talk to him when you came over. Oh, I mean, like, I would message him. I'd message him on, like, Facebook. But, yeah, but majority of the time it was during, you know, parties. Correct. Just hanging out. Yeah, yeah. No, but he's a funny character. It's like like the same when um, it's kind of like a work relationship, you know? You, you you know you're great colleagues with someone but then they find another job or you find another job and then you don't keep in contact after you leave mm, mm. But you true, always yeah. say you will you're like oh yeah keep in touch keep in touch but it never happens that's true oh mind you i still do keep in contact with men though when i worked at amazon but... correct yeah sure there's exceptions to the rule always yeah but but, but no but majority yeah i don't talk to anybody else that i used to work with yes yeah, yeah. I mean, you know how it is, dude. You get older, you start to kind of talk to the people that th- really matter. Right. Do you think you... Uh, essentially, you would you care less because you're putting in less effort. Can you put it down to that, or is it something else? I mean, I suppose it's... I would say back then, we had, like, similar kind of mindsets, you know? We just want to get... We want to drink, have fun, and whatnot. Mm. And I think we all just grew out of that kind of phase of our lives, you know, and we all just decided to kind of focus on what we wanted to do. Mm. So I think that plays a really big role. I mean, and also well, I yeah. moved to Taiwan as well. So it just became harder for me to kind of keep in contact with everybody because of mm. the time zone. And, mm-hmm. um, and I was just having fun starting a new life in Taiwan, you know, so I didn't want mm. anything to kind of really hold me back, so to say. Cool. <laughs> So you say you ghosted some people? Is that, is that what I'm hearing now? But, no, but I wouldn't say I ghosted, you know, like every time they message me, I'll message back, but it wasn't like I I made an effort to message them first, you know? Sure, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, now that I'm back in New Zealand, um, I am trying to make an effort to kind of keep in contact with people that I uh, knew from uni, from work and whatnot, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I feel like I'm the one getting ghosted. Yeah, I'm getting ghosted now oh rough i mean like, like that that's what i'm thinking but I, I doubt it you know like i'm too popular too for people to ghost oh <laughs> yeah of course of course you know, i'm pretty i mean they, they i mean like let, let's be honest in our group back in the day i was like the leader you know what i mean <laughs> you know what you've been saying this for many years so yeah sure i'll give you i'll give you that title but however, however, after I left for Taiwan, I did lose that position. I think you did take up the mantle of of leader. Oh, it, following on your footsteps, man. I mean, you did a good job, dude. I mean, why else would I choose you to be, be my best man, you know? If I didn't believe That's in correct. the potential, you know? That's correct. That's correct. So, yeah. But anyway, um, Victor, thank you for coming on to... Uh, coming on to the podcast uh really glad that you were able to share your experiences and hopefully um you can come back uh for another podcast later on oh mate let's be honest i'm gonna be your only guest for a while so uh oh come on now let's not be like that eh (laughs) no thank you for having me it was a a great time uh 
yeah it's, it's great talking about these these different things different experiences just to get a more a deeper understanding of of anything really so thanks for having me once again thank you yep